You're listening to the Legion of Reason. So, welcome. Thank you for joining Chris Feisty Twala and yours truly, the Supreme Reverend Dr. Randy, for another one of the Legion of Reason. Oh, that's miswritten. For another Legion of Reason Diversion, podcasting a critical eye on a sometimes less than critical world, in this, the 168th edition, we welcome our special guests, YouTube Sensations, Logic, and Isset. Uh, how are you guys this evening? Well, I guess we've only got uh, Logic for the moment. But. Yeah, Isset's off taking care of the baby so yeah. for the moment, so she'll probably be out later, but um, I'm doing well. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I finished a coffee. I'm finally awake for the first time today, i got to admit. <laughs> you oppressor, you. Uh so, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your YouTube channel and what it's about. Uh, I don't know. I guess I pretty much um, violate the brand new YouTube guidelines of making insulting and... Um, oh, I saw that tweet. Yeah, <laughs> Controversial <laughs> videos about people. Yeah. YouTube has basically decided that I don't match any of their guidelines, nor does 90% of their uh, content creators. So, maybe YouTube is done for. Who knows? Um yeah, no, I make videos basically criticizing uh, religion, religious-style thinking, non-critical thinking, um, basically response videos for the most part. Yeah. Lately, I've been concentrating a little bit on Islam or trying to. When did you get your start in uh, YouTube? Where did I get my start? Well, oh, when? When about? When? Uh, yeah. January 1st, 2012 is the first video that's still up on my channel. Hmm. I made a couple crappy little videos before that, but uh, that's the first one that's left. Uh, and what kind of prompted you to start doing it uh, you know these are these take a lot of time yeah it's, and a, it's a um elaborate hobby i think that's how someone's <laughs> described it um yeah someone said uh you know i thought you would be more serious about it than you are but really it's just an elaborate hobby and i'm like yeah and he's like well that's not how somebody would do it as a hobby go, well it's how i do it as a hobby well, so yeah. well how else <laughs> whatever. can it be i don't imagine you make a lot of money doing that how can it be anything um, but a hobby i make a little i make pocket change but um, yeah, yeah. Like it's not enough to live on no, it's it's sort of a part time job. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda, so kinda um, gross. Oh, great. You, you're probably, you're probably awesome. Every everyone in the house is making noise. <laughs> <laughs> can't hear him, but oh well. Yeah, I can't hear anything. Oh good. So he, he's trying to make sure that you do though. <laughs> trying. Mm. So, thing is I'm sure you get accused of being a paid something shill. Oh, I get accused of being an Illuminati shill all the time. Illuminati. Yeah, and a Zionist, and, you know, like, one of the most common insults I get is, you filthy Jew. It's, oh. What? Yeah, unbelievably. You would not believe how many times I've heard that. Wow. Huh. I'm not even a Jew. <laughs> or, but I suspect you're a lizard person, judging by your attire. Yeah, I, I definitely, I will admit, um, it was a few years before I could admit it, um, but finally I came out and confessed that I am a lizard person. I do run a reptoid hacker army. Um, <laughs> my reptoid hacker army did go and expire the SSL certificates on Lulu.com to uh, confuse the idiot creationists who were going to buy Kent Hovind's book. No. That was totally my people. Not a joke at all. Totally not fake at all. <laughs> yeah, Kent is, uh, is Kent's still in jail, isn't he? No, he's out. He's or a YouTuber he now. Jeez, oh. oh, he's got like 45,000, 50,000 subs on YouTube. Yeah, he, uh, he's got his uh, land for his new dinosaur adventure land, renewed wow. version. He's, oh, no. he's getting divorced from Joe Hovind. He's got kicked out of the house by Eric Hovind. I think oh, Eric Hovind stole yeah. his ministry. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty hilarious. Uh, who's Eric again? That's his son. Yeah. 
It's no, probably the son that he bragged about beating. Oh. Um, so if that's the case, then I'm perfectly happy for Eric to um, revolt. Take over the family business, though? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. He could always okay. become a tax attorney, you know? <laughs> Eric isn't that smart, but I'm, I'm you know, I, I really don't like Eric Hovind. I think he's a smug little bastard. But um, and, and he always does that presuppositional argument. Oh. You know, like you you already know. Oh, I think yeah. that's the one he does. Same with Saiten Brigancate, right? Yeah. You already know God exists, so why are we even having the argument? <laughs> um, of course. But uh, if he's messing with his dad, I'm perfectly happy. I like yeah. him better now, now that I've heard about that. A little bit better. A little it's bit better. It's so Christian, you know. It's so Christian of these people to, to do that, that, that infighting, you know, the, the close-in knife fighting kind of thing. Well, that's um, pretty much what the whole Bible is, so I guess it kind of <laughs> is. A sword. <laughs> <laughs> So, now, where am I going to go with this? I was thinking, you know, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos lately because, uh, you know, I've Chris, Christine got me on to the regressive leftist kind of thing, and I hadn't been watching. You know, it, it's something that snuck up on me until you know, one day. I, I've, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, where, where Nate Phelps and I are, were discussing with somebody about racism and uh, this person said, well, a, a black person can't be racist to a white person. I'm like... <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's a good one, hey. I'm yeah. just like, how convenient is that, right? Uh, it's, it's the same with uh, sexism. Uh, you can't be a woman can't be sexist to to a man, and no, oh, because it's institutional, it's uh, yeah. systemic. Yeah. Well, people talk about the patriarchy, and I'd like to be a member. Um, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't you know that the mere fact that you're a male means that you're a you've benefited all your life, regardless of whether you've recognized the fact. Really, what you should do is buy a yeah. cat of nine tails or something and flog yeah. yourself until you have no back left. I, I'm not um, that Catholic. Sorry. Of course, that wouldn't do anything to make up for it until you abandon the patriarchy as well, which well, pretty much means killing yourself. So. Well, well yeah, wow. because these are immutable characteristics. I can't do anything about them. I'm sorry. Too bad. I'm supposed to feel guilty. Um, uh, no, not going to happen. Yeah, I, I've literally been told by by someone that I've benefited my whole life from slavery, and I was like, uh, my family's Norwegian. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that we didn't have much to do with it. Like, call, uh, also, um, for a few centuries, colonization, yeah. right? Colonialism. Yes. Colonialism. I'm like, well, did, what did Norway do? I mean, the Vikings. Well, a bit of pillaging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they they, they freaking circled the Mediterranean in uh, in ancient Rome. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> you, you haven't made reparations yet. No, not oh. yet. Not yet. <laughs> and we can hear, is that there? She's uh, your, yeah. your Russian yeah, significant other. Yeah, I thought the baby to sleep after all. Hey. Oh, yes. That was remarkably easy. How did you manage that? Fem- I won't privilege. say that in public. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, actually, let me check. Was already very it, it was a reptilian thing. Let, let me check how much rum's left in the bottle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> check the pillows, too. Brandy, but okay. You know, <laughs> how old is, is um, your child? Born? Y- yeah, about a year. Okay. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. So, okay. past the danger period, I guess, but not before the complete, teething. Not complete total sleep deprivation, then. <laughs> yeah, no, not, not completely. Although, to be fair, she never really was too bad. She was pretty quick at sleeping the night through, sort of, so I got my five hours sleep about the second or third month in already. We should stop telling people that. They always get jealous. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they get angry. I, I know... I know people that get uh, really ticked off when people talk about how easy that it was. and For their uh, kid. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I, I, I wouldn't know. I never had any, so I had a really other two know. Well, that's why you stop at one. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're going to do that. Okay, just stop. I told my brother to stop at one. and uh, Once they hit 14, oh, my God. <laughs> Everybody says, like, oh, once they hit, uh, you know, six Next months, eight. oh, my God. Once yeah. they hit two, oh, my God. Once they hit, Until they're walking, like every oh, my God. Every age have is worse than the last age. Well, it's nice <laughs> when they move out. Mine's been moved out. So he's going to be 25 this year. So Yeah, awesome. You, you finally get the good stuff when they're not in the house anymore. <laughs> Um, and when you're too no, old to do anything. You're actually very lucky here because when I was young, um, I was living in Italy, and uh, here you have alcohol allowance, what was it, 21 or 18? 18, yeah. 18, 21 probably in the US. Anyway, we had alcohol allowance with 14. Oh. You try having teenagers who are drunk as hell, and you try to find them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, probably in the gutter somewhere. In the, in, <laughs> for, I didn't even get the, drunk till I was 16. Bent over a garbage can or toilet. Oh my. Well, I think the uh, a, a semi-wise thing to do would be to allow the kids to do it at home so you know they're safe, right? <laughs> yeah. Just well, that, that was a good side to it, which is, you know, at the age of 15 and a half, it was either already completely out of fashion already or <laughs> they were complete drunkards. So you had either very bad or your children were completely, you know, cured from then on. Right. <laughs> Well, I've got to say, after getting drunk at 16, it took me a while to do it again. Yeah, th- this whole 18-year-old thing doesn't stop anybody. <laughs> no. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's kind of a, you know, yeah. Uh, it's also a bit of a cultural thing. I mean, depending on where you come from, um, people tend to give children of a certain age, you know, a certain amount of alcohol. For example, um, in Italy, they have a lot of, um, like, children's snacks where they put a tiny bit of alcohol in. And uh, in France, it's very common that a 10-year-old can, for example, drink a sip of wine or something. So, you know, it really depends where you come from. And it's it's the same with being pregnant, you know. Uh, in Italy, everyone would sort of tell you, you know, you shouldn't really drink, but, like, a glass of wine doesn't really matter. And then you come to other places and they're like, how dare you drink, like, a sip of wine? You're pregnant. <laughs> and so it, it's very, very weird. Yeah, that's true. Right. So, what else are we talking about? Well, so it's gonna, you, you've done some uh, videos on, uh, you know, our illustrious prime minister, or at least one video on our illustrious prime one minister. One video, you know, whole, yeah, I think. The whole, because it's 2015 thing, and, and, you know, it's one of those things that sounds really good at first, and then you think about it for a bit. i, I got to say, it never sounded good to me. <laughs> yeah, I, it worked on me for a little while, and yeah, then I started thinking, and and it, it I realized how artificial the the uh, ratio was made, and when you look at the you know number of uh, MPs that he could choose from to make a 50% uh, female cabinet, it it kind of doesn't work very well. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I mean, if you really want to encourage women to run or something, I mean, it's still kind of condescending in my opinion, but at the very least, you end up with possibly managing to even out the ratio of MPs, and then you have a little bit better situation if you're going to go for the cabinet, but you can't just force the cabinet like that, and then you end up with women getting ridiculously higher chances to get in, and obviously that's the problem. That's that's sexism right there. Sexist discrimination right there. I don't support that in either direction. Like, why are you doing that? Yeah, the, there it was in a sense. They had some pretty talented people to choose from. Uh, you know, like it's a lot better. The current minister of science uh, is a lot better than uh, <laughs> Harper's, where he took a 
young earth creationist chiropractor and stuck him in as minister <laughs> of science, industry, and technology. I mean, that's a, that, that's, as I've said before, that's not just unqualified. That's anti-qualified. That's the guy you should be, you know, sending away, not, not well, putting on a list. Yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of people misinterpreted my position, especially if they conveniently misinterpreted my position, to be that, oh, these people aren't qualified. Well, that's not the issue. No, it's not. I'm sure they're qualified. You know, that's really not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the fact that just because you have this body part or that body part, your your chance at getting in is modified significantly. Um, I think that's really stupid. Rather than yeah, if it, it was be, proportional to the amount yeah, of female exactly. MPs. Well, yeah, and you don't even have to necessarily make it proportional. Like, if there's yeah. more uh, women who are better for the job, there's more women who are better for the job. Fine. That's right. But that's not the point. He did that preemptively. Like, he said, we're going to do this before he yeah, even got elected. Yeah, it was prescriptive. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you say in advance that you're going to do that, and it doesn't just play out that way based on who you actually have to choose from, um, then there's nothing yeah, wrong with it. If it was 50-50 and that was, like, the legitimate, you know, these are the people who are best, these are the people we picked, here you go, and it's 50-50, and you don't have 50-50 MPs, I don't care, right? It's fine. And, and doesn't it often the case where you uh, take a position and people completely misrepresent what the, uh, you know, in, in an extrapolation, like you, like you just said, that you're not saying that uh, these people are not qualified. You're just saying that it, it doesn't make sense to artificially force a 50-50 representation when the representation from, you know, the pool you're selecting from isn't 50-50. Yeah, especially once you do the thing that all the pissed off uh, regressives want to do, all the pissed off, like, social justice warriors, they say, well, what about the race? Why aren't there Chinese people? Why aren't there black people? Why aren't there this? Why aren't there that? Why aren't these all in proportion to? And now you've got gender limiting your options already. Then you've got race limiting your options significantly further because there's so many different races, too. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you've almost got your picks made before you've even had a chance to think about them because you have all these criteria that you have to meet first, and then you look at qualifications. Yeah, it's identity politics. You know, yeah, identity politics is complete bullshit. And, yeah, it yeah, is. I, it's, it's amazing that people go for that. And, and we're seeing that, of course, south of the border with uh, Hillary Clinton. Um, I actually can vote in, a, in the U.S. election. Mm-hmm. And let's just say I'm not going to vote <laughs> Trump. But, yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I was just going to say, um, I think there's situations where, you know, possibly having those kinds of uh, measures are a necessary corrective to certain groups being marginalized against. But it would be nice to see a sort of system for that kind of thing where um, there's no reference to gender or, you know, those other qualities. And it's like a blind evaluation process almost, right? Well, that- you would think that that's the point we'd be at by now. I mean, after all, it's 2016. <laughs> but I guess not. I guess it's just too complicated. We were heading pretty well in that direction, I thought, you know. And then yeah. all these people come along and say, no, 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 no. we got to go back all the way to the 1940s. Oh, good. Thanks. Awesome. Let's do that. No. But it's actually... Sorry, go ahead. Is it? No, it's kind of like going from the Middle Ages back to the Middle Ages. Like, uh, when I was in Poland, um, I had a very, very tough time to get a, uh, a high leading position. Like, I was doing twice as much as, as the guys, and I ended up to be the only, you know, person in my in my office, the only woman, um, to get that job. And um, I, I, you know, I can understand that people would say, like, okay, we want to, you know, toggle this issue a bit. But then I come here, and you you uh, you ask for a job, like you look for a job, and the first things to ask, okay, now which color do you have? You know, 
Are you male? Are you female? And uh, are you aware of the fact that we will first take everyone with color and then everyone who's female? It's like you just don't feel like you're qualified because you're qualified. You feel you're qualified before you're even qualified. Like it's so much more degrading than having to put in twice the work nearly. <laughs> yeah, like all those questions about like you know, yeah, what's your race? Are you Aboriginal? Yeah. Are you a man or a woman? Are you a member of any of these poor oppressed classes? Like, Oops. You know, I kind of thought that you were supposed to, like, look at the resumes and go, wow, that's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a really good one, too. They they ask this before you get hired? They ask you that on application forms. Yeah. Wow, okay. I've been self-employed for a very long time, and I'm a student, too, so I haven't, you know, had the... Uh... Well, and any company that, say, works with the federal government has to show that they have a balanced... Uh, you know, gender, racial profile of their employees. And if they don't, they have to explain why. Otherwise, they don't get a contract at all. Uh, well, yeah, so I was going to say, I can understand why they might want to keep that information on file after you've been hired for statistical yes, reasons. that's Not what it's for, yeah. Right. But I, I, I'm shocked that you can ask those questions before you're hired. That well, yeah, what's next? We're going to ask what religion you are? Like yeah, you know. yeah. Well, with Harper, you might have had to. <laughs> <laughs> that's a... Yeah. You know, as, as, as much as I don't like a couple of things about Justin, you know, I, I'm pretty happy with how he's been doing. So, uh, you know, elbowing penalties besides the point. Uh, <laughs> Gordy Howe. He's, he's the next Gordy Howe. Come on. Okay. His apologies for that were hilarious, though. Uh, I, I always enjoy his speeches because I find him absolutely hilarious to listen to. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, regardless of whatever you think about him politically, you got to admit he's pretty he's pretty funny to listen to in a speech. Yeah, well, it was amazing how he was forced to do that three times. I mean, it's just like once was enough. Come on, let it go. Yeah, well, aside of the fact that he had to do it three times, but probably the reason he did it three times is because the first time he completely messed it up. Yeah. The second time he sort of kind of got something out of his mouth, and the third time he had the script because someone had to babysit him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, he could use a little practice in front of the mirror, I think is the point. For for apologizing for something he probably felt like he shouldn't have he's had to apologize had to that for. <laughs> it's the first time he's ever done it, maybe. I don't know. I, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's a privileged family. Come on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's that's they they're very they've always been prominent in politics since uh, the 60s. So, uh, they're they're a name for sure. Uh yeah. I'm, I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm looking through videos nowadays, and I'm, uh, you know, I, when I first went to YouTube, I didn't like what I was seeing, and was, I hate the comments. The comments are the worst thing to go yeah. through. I would never uh, go through comments anymore. You should have seen the comments on my last video. Uh, which one was that? Uh, there's this guy called Adam Sala. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that one. Yeah, yeah. The, um, and he was responding to Amos. I have 300 thumbs down now as opposed what? to 8,000 and something up. I have 23 or 24,000 comments on it now. Wow. Uh, wow. From butthurt Muslims mostly and the yeah. atheists who are arguing back. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's hilarious. It is really funny. So just you get a lot of people. comments. So you get a lot of people on on your uh, in your comment section talking about how Islam is the religion of peace and then threatening you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Islam is the religion of peace, you bastard! I'm gonna find your address and come kill you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and they have this absolute great um, talent of constantly misspelling the same stuff. <laughs> like they don't they don't manage to write out one sentence that makes sense from top to bottom. Most oh, of the time they don't know what punctuation is. 
And if they ever want to show how horribly they are offended, the thing that they stretch is not the vocals, but always the consonants. <laughs> yeah, what I mean... Yes. <laughs> and it's all in all caps, I'll bet. Yeah, they do all caps a lot, I guess. Yeah, it's, yeah so it, it's pretty funny. But, religious. Uh, you yeah. know, you can give most of them a break because they're probably half of them are from friggin' Saudi Arabia or who knows what. I think yeah. he has a lot of viewers from the Middle East. And yeah, I, I bet he does. Uh, I watched that video and I was just. There really wasn't any rebuttal to Amos Yee's uh, video. No, obviously. I mean, he did say, "What? What the heck? Uh, <laughs> he's 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 stoned. Uh, he's high." Yeah. Like, and, that, and then he cuts it. He always puts these weird cuts, like in the middle of a word. So he's saying he's high, but it's like he's high. <laughs> okay, yeah. You have a million subscribers, dude. Possibly invest in a better editor or learn how to many? use it better, because. <laughs> Wow. Are you using Windows Movie Maker or something? Uh, Amos Yee's video was, uh, let's just say, very irreverent. Uh, yeah. I loved it, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's doing it it's specifically to get a reaction because, yeah. you know, he's basically he's basically provoking the Singaporean government. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's the purpose. It's The purpose really doesn't seem to actually be anything about Islam or, or Christianity with the other one. It's to... Um, to mess with the cops, yeah, you know, it succeeded. But it is a funny video, yeah, yeah. It definitely manages to piss off a lot of Muslims, so that's 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 always fun, you know. I've never seen such a reaction on YouTube before. Huh. We normally have these nice separate camps. Um, I didn't even really realize what they were up to over there in their Muslim camp because I'm just kind of starting to break into it a little bit. Uh, but apparently, there's tons of people who are really, really unused to any criticism. Oh, got to get them used to it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. A lot of these people are in their bubble and they think, you know, they, they slap each other on the back and just reinforce their their bias uh, and never see a, a single uh, argument against it. I mean, it, 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 we have to pop those buzzle, bubbles. I mean, it's that's our job. Well, then they can be as efficient as the Christians with their apologetics. And then we can take <laughs> that down, too, because they have the same. Well, argument, so. I don't I don't know how you listen to those people the way you can, but it's the only way to really, you know, make a video about them and, and say why they're, what they're saying is wrong. I have a hard time watching a video rather than reading for some reason when it comes to these Christian arguments. I, just sitting through the video is like absolute torture. Whereas I can read it and bear it. I think the problem is I'm just a horrible masochist. I'm subscribed to all the crazies on YouTube. I mean, that's what I watch. <laughs> it, it just, yeah, I... You know, Ezet's always telling me, "Oh, you gotta, you gotta turn that off. I can't watch any more of yeah, this." And I'm like, yeah. "But I have to. It's so funny. <laughs> I can't turn this off." You know, if, if I can get over the the the, the queasy, um, gut wrenching disgust, I could probably find it funny. Must take practice. I think what you have to do is just get so depressed that you give up on life. <laughs> <laughs> and um, after that, it, it's, it's all uphill from there. <laughs> it only gets better. Yeah. <laughs> Got to hit the bottom watching this crap, and then you can go up. Yeah, you bounce off the bottom, and then you skyrocket way up to the top. And it's basically a manic-depressive cycle. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just a lot of these people... As a cone. Yeah. Like, you watch a couple of hundred decapitation videos, and you just oh. don't feel it anymore. Oh, <laughs> I haven't got there yet. Don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, Seth, tell us about your channel, too. How did you get into this? Um, well, um, when I was living, because uh, I was living pretty much all over 
Europe. I was living in the Netherlands, I was living in Italy, I was um, living, yeah, in several places. But um, eventually, I just got completely upset with my family because we have this very stupid um, local idea that you always have to obey to your parents and to the olders, and they know it better, and it doesn't really matter whether or not they do know it better. It's just they are the ones to tell you what to do. And um, so once I got over that, I was like, okay, I pack my stuff and I'm out of here. And uh, then I went to... Um, Poland, I went to Warsaw and I was working there and um, there the people are very religious extremely religious Like I would discuss with a woman to be like, you know, what are your future plans, what are you talking uh, sorry, what are you talking, what do you plan to do um, after your studies for example and she's like, I have to study while I work, which is fine because everyone does that, I have to study because then after I get children I get reemployed but I want to have five children. And I'm like, the only reason they put five years of study into their um, work is because they want to be re-employable. And the study doesn't really change anything because at the end of the day, if you have five children, you will not get employed, whether you have a study or not. Usually when you have a study, you will get less employed because of the fact that they think that they have to pay you more. It's a very, very weird cycle. And yeah. everyone is religious and nobody understands that this is not, the way to do it and everyone asks you constantly whether or not you have to go with them to church and then I had this um, mate and she had a very very bad drinking issue because there is this pressure that you have to be married within I don't know when you're 25 <laughs> if we're 25 or if we're 26 you're not yet married there's something wrong with you and so she, she started to drink very happily because of that and she got alcoholic and that was very very hard to see and then I started to to debunk the stuff. Why can't they settle on one or two or three kids? Why five? I don't know. Well, it it's used to be you had lots here. of kids so that, you, you know, if a few died off, then you still had some <laughs> left over. <laughs> but you need like 18 to get three to adulthood. Now we can have yeah. the five and all five can survive. So I'm not understanding why they're stuck on so many. You know, there are a lot of people like even here, I have family members who have tons of kids. I, I don't get it, but I guess that's their thing. And here's me with none. Maybe it's a Catholic thing. What are they Catholic? Um, yeah. But yeah, but, but also you have to think um, there are places where you can still afford five children and there are places where you cannot. Um, in the north of Italy, most of the people did not have more than one or two kids because it would just absolutely cut so much into your salary and to your money that you would not even be able to afford the third one. Hmm. Strange. I thought the it was the European Union, not, uh, you know, isn't it supposed to kind of make things rather homogeneous? Um, no. Europe is like a mosaic. You have tons of places who within that little group are completely homogenic, but connected to other groups are completely different. You sit in a car, you drive about two hours towards the north or the south, you have a completely different culture. Mm. But because of the fact that many people don't travel, they are um, so completely caught in their ideas that they absolutely cannot understand why you would not think that way. Yeah. I, I heard there's people in, like, England, they'll be in this little tiny village only two hours from London, and they've never been to London. Hmm. You know, I can relate. Uh, I used to live uh, 
like 40 minutes from the ferry over to Vancouver. And uh, I probably went to Vancouver like a handful of times in my entire time there, like 16 years or something. So, yeah, it's probably makes sense. And it's a lot of hassle. What's the point? Why go to London? What, are you going to look at a clock? <laughs> Drive around the circles. Yeah. Go to a museum. Go dancing. Go do something other than be in your own little tiny village. I'm sure they have dancing in their villages. I don't know. What else would they do <laughs> other than have kids? <laughs> well, it might be taking it for granted, too. Like, you know, if you live in a city, you don't do the touristy things because you live there, right? <laughs> Close to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they probably go on vacation. They probably go on vacation to like China or something, not to London. <laughs> Disney World or something like that. No, no, I meant never leave their village ever. Well, to yeah. London or go anywhere. Very rural people. And there's people like that here. And if they go to Calgary, they're overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Two hours away in any well in certain directions, and you're in uh, batshit Crazyville. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm kind of overwhelmed by Calgary too. It's just because I don't know the city. So if you're if you're from yeah. a small town. And you don't know the city, and you don't even know how to get around in a city at all. Like, you don't even understand the concept, barely, or the scale. I could see it, yeah. Well, I come from a town of 2,000. Yeah, I me too. I love going to Calgary. I love getting lost there. <laughs> For me... <laughs> my whole life, and I rely on my GPS on my phone. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what I'd do without GPS these days. Yeah. And For, for us, Nanaimo I mean, was the big city. Sorry. Nanaimo. Oh, now, now. <laughs> yeah. Calgary's just like this huge construction zone right now. Uh-huh. Most of the it's time. called summer. Yeah. Lucky if you can. Then it's Stampede, which is even worse because then construction's right in the middle of Stampede. It's at its height, uh, which is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> because no one can go anywhere. Uh, the traffic is horrendous, and uh, all I do is just huddle in my basement for a week. <laughs> uh, in the first week of July. And you live there. You know, and I live there, yeah. In the corner. <laughs> it's a terrible time of year for us. Everybody here hates it, I think. Uh, but, so. Well, it's more town, because town used to be during Stampede Week, and I was like, yay, Did I'm going to not be here for Stampede Week. Most of the time, I knew. It used to be fun when I was a kid. Stampede was fun, but now it's a bit of a shit show for sure. Oh, it's so crazy. You can't get on the rides anymore. I mean, yeah. It's like you get on one and it's, you're done for the day. Yeah. Well, I think what's interesting about this group that we have here tonight, I'm pretty sure that pretty much everyone here has never been religious. Mm. <laughs> yeah, maybe one. Maybe one. Maybe one. We have a we have an interloper. <laughs> you know. Um, you were half-assed. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, my mother, because everyone in Italy more or less is Catholic. There is not much anything else around. I mean, when I was in school, we had religion just as a a subject. That was just from the state. I mean, you had the option to, like, opt out, to stay in the library, and the librarian would, you know, take care of you for that one hour. But no one would really um, use that option because... You know, the children would just, you know, get cut off from, from everyone else and it would be weird and the children wouldn't like that. So you kind of saw that were pushed into going for religion uh, classes. So you were Catholic in the sense that you get a box on a census and you check Catholic. Yeah. But the Catholic. thing is, my mother was absolutely not religious um, because she was from another faith. And uh, she believes in this kind of deistic God. Where you're like, you know, yeah, there is something, and this something likes us, and but that's about it. So, you I don't 
<laughs> don't I even think try. she doesn't know it herself. <laughs> don't even try. <laughs> I don't think she knows it. No, because I have heard her change her mind so often with every new person that she meets. She gets a new idea, and she's just... Her head is too far open to not let to not filter well enough, I would say. So <laughs> spiritual, that nebulous term. Yeah. More interesting. <laughs> spiritual but not religious has got to be one of my least favorite terms in the world. Yeah. Well, my my other question for logic then was, what was your scientific background? Because you do take apart those arguments rather well, so I assumed you have one, unlike Mr. Chemistry Dude who says he has a chemistry background, but you took them apart pretty good. Was I assuming wrong about a science background? Hello? Hello, off? Logic. Uh-oh, are they gone? <laughs> I'm not seeing any uh, indication that they're still... No, I'm not either. Yeah. I wonder if something got unplugged. Is the microphone plugged in? Logic. Test, test, test. There, there we, we go. go. Okay. Had to unplug it and replug it. I don't know why. There you go. Okay. Yeah. No, no. Um, I don't have a scientific background. I just have uh, an audience large enough that every time I screw up, I get corrected severely, so I make sure I'm right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's well, the thing, well, right? If you if you screw up as a Christian, they're like, uh, well, you know, like there's so many different brands of Christianity out there. It probably is covered under one of them. But you do that in <laughs> talking about something a little more objective, uh, people are, are going to especially skeptics, they kind of jump all, all over it. Oh, they love it. They'll <laughs> eat me alive if I screw something up. I'll never hear the end of it, man. I got stuff in earlier videos, and I still hear about it. You know, If I look through the comments, which, to be fair, I don't because I have way too many comments to deal with. It's just overwhelming. But um, you know, if I ever go back to comments in older videos, there's always that one person who's like, oh, actually, no, it's like this. and You know, okay, whatever. You know, I, I've realized that. I already put an annotation on it. I already dealt with it. Why are you telling me this again? Did you turn yeah, your annotations you off not? while you were watching this video? Um, well, the thing is, you're, you always look it up, too. Like, you'll comment and say, well, I'm not sure this guy actually has a point, so I'm going to look it up and address it later. But the fact that you're actually able to learn, too. Yeah, well, it seems to work. Um, you just have to, like, for the most part, let's be fair here, right? When you're... When you're talking about the stuff that I've done that's, like, science-ish, it's mostly creationists. Yeah. And their claims are not exactly the most complex. Okay. No. For the sense. most part, they're they're pretty simple. Like, what's an example? I don't know. But, like, it's stuff that's been debunked for... Um, yeah, oh, fuck, that was... The Grand Canyon. I'm allowed to swear here, right? Yeah. Like, fuck you do no. it all the time. Fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. All right. Um, yeah, that was one of my biggest screw-ups, was when I pronounced Hierakotherium the way Kent Hovind pronounced it. I assumed <laughs> that it was right, yeah. and Dr. I went, Dino. and I just decided, okay, I'll just pronounce it the way he pronounces it. I've never heard this word before. And I'm like, Hierakotherium, and it's like, no, no, no. no. I, I should never take Kent Hovind's word on anything. <laughs> no. Um, Lesson learned. But, like, he goes along and he just says, oh, well, yeah, Hierakotherium, that's just a common desert hyrax. And that's the least true statement imaginable. If you compare those two skeletons, one of them has, like, horse feet, fangs, friggin' horse nose, everything. Like, everything is different. Um, different numbers of ribs and everything, even though apparently he thinks that you can't evolve different numbers of ribs. Yeah. Um, as far as I can tell. Yeah, he, and the other one. I, think well, I remember he made the claim that 
that T-Rex was a herbivore and ate fruits because it had teeth like a bat. And if you take oh. a look at the teeth of a T-Rex, uh, the serrated teeth, not the <laughs> puncturing teeth. Yeah, it's real good for mashing up them veggies, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those nasty oranges, you know, those man-eating oranges. Oh, there's also the argument about the lion. Oh, look, they trained a lion to eat vegetables in oh. wherever. Yeah, no, the, I thought that everything was a vegetarian oh. until the fall or whatever, right? Yeah, that's well, the point. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's that's why they have to find some way to wedge them into being vegetarians. Yeah. But you see what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. You don't need too much of a science background here. You can pretty much you can figure out where the flaw is, and then confirm the details if you have to. But it's really not as hard yeah. as it might seem if you just listen to it all the way through. Like if you listen to a Kent Hovind speech all the way through, he might blow uh-huh. you over with just a sheer amount of words coming out of his mouth. <laughs> well, have you ever seen his model of the of the world but before the flood like the earth was surrounded by ice in space kind of thing oh yeah sphere yeah. of ice and it's yeah. like where the hell did you get this stuff from well <laughs> and do they know everything. nothing about vitamin b12 i mean if you're an omnivore you have to eat meat to get your vitamin b12 well Let's cats are the other are, one vitamin b17 yeah yeah the, <laughs> For us, it's vitamin C, right? Where our our uh, gene that uh, creates the enzyme that cr- uh, generates vitamin C uh, is broken. Uh, it's still there. Its vestiges are still there, but we, you know, we just can't produce our own vitamin C. Whereas a cat, no problem. They don't have to eat fruit. Yeah, and we can get vitamin C from not well done meat. I mean, that's how the Inuit survived with very low vegetables is by eating raw meat. So. Did you know about um, vitamin B17, though? No, what's that? uh, Well, if you break open a peach seed (laughs) and eat it, uh, that gives you vitamin B17, and that cures cancer. I thought that was cyanide. Thunderfoot does a video. He says, "Um, you know that contains active cyanide, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, First, cure your cancer because it'll kill you. Yeah, so (laughs) that's what they were selling. Problem solved. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, peach pits. Oh, that wasn't that uh, also. Uh, what's that chemical that uh, they sell in Mexico in the clinics? Uh, oh, there's so oh, many. Hmm? There's too many. Well, no, it's a. Uh, it was a, a big scam in the 70s and 80s. Uh, darn it. What was the claim that it cured? Cancer cure, um, of course. Like pretty much all of them huh. uh, have been since. Uh, starts with an L. <laughs> Okay, I'll, it'll come to me right after we sign off, <laughs> <laughs> as, it, as it usually does. Um, Three in the morning. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> there now. <laughs> I gotta type this up. Ah. <laughs> oh, it's almost there. I was just Laetrile. Lay Laetrile. Lay oh, there. That's the Laetrile. same thing. That's the same Isn't thing. That yeah. Pasteurized people. Pa- pasteurized people. Pas- what? <laughs> so that green is real. <laughs> <laughs> um. Take away your potency. I frick. Now I've got too many words. Stuck salt, in my head of mixing them together. <laughs> they use that in the army. I thought that was a cancer cure for autism too. What? Latril. A cancer cure for autism. Oh, so what? is bleach in the asshole. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, no, they're actually. There's one guy that's actually saying bleach drink. Like, oh, good, yeah, absolute yeah. craziness. Awesome, uh, yeah. Let's. 
You know, I feel sorry for those poor kids. Like, their parents hate them for having autism. You know, it's just like, I, I can't stand the fact that my kid has autism. This is the worst thing possible. I have to shove bleach up this kid's ass. Like, dude, just like your kid the way your kid is. Yeah. My God. Well, they want to blame somebody for, you know, the way their child is because they, they, they don't want to think... They actually don't want to think that that is, you know, the child is the way it is. It's it's a spectrum disorder. It's a developmental disorder. And people don't want to believe it, does, it isn't caused by anything necessarily. Well, and I think people don't want to think that they've somehow mismanaged their pregnancy and that they were responsible, right? And I think well, that's... Well, it's genetic. It doesn't well, matter. There's a genetic component. Uh, Andrew Wakefield, and people just wanted yeah. an answer. And so they accepted bullshit, you know. Yeah, but now yeah. it's causing problems for the rest of society. Thank you, Andrew Wakefield. Yeah. You know, people are just not vaccinating. Here in Alberta, lots of whooping cough cases now. It's quiet at the yeah. moment, but uh, there, there's been flare-ups. So. Yeah, that'll be the next thing. Have some friggin' plague again. It would be really good if it was specific to religion. You know, <laughs> like, you know if you're religious, bam, you got it. I mean, you're... But, that but this is, is the problem, right? It's not the religion that's the problem. It's the way of thinking. Yeah, it is. It's related, but it, yeah, it's definitely... Well, I think the know, causation like, goes the other way. The, I mean, yeah. I guess the religion makes you an uncritical thinker, but uncritical thinking also makes you religious. Yes, I would agree with that. And, you know, that uh, case in Lethbridge, the, the uh, Stefans, mm -hmm. I mean, they were both, right? They were both religious and uh, anti-vaccination, anti anti-doctor. I mean, they, they didn't well, the take their child... Well, the funny thing was, when you look into the history of that True Hope nonsense, I've been bothered by True Hope since the oh, 80s. Like, when when they start telling people to use this, like, when it was first developed as yeah, developed. a cure for every mental illness under the sun, and you look into the history of it, and then you mix it with that religious background on top of it, they... How did he even find a wife that gullible anyways? But I guess it's possible. And then oh, that whole story about pig pills. If you look up True Hope and pig pills, you'll come up with some really interesting history on that company. So Grandpa basically caused his, you know, his grandchild's death in the end. So Yeah, it was an interesting uh, thing with the, the uh, private investigator that got these scripts. You know, you phone in to to True Hope or True North. Is it True Hope or True North? True Hope. True Hope. True Hope. And, you know, with various mental conditions, and they would actually tell the person calling that they should go off their meds, essentially. It was just crazy. And, of course, that's exactly what happened in British Columbia with that one uh, uh, man, young man that uh, went off his meds and uh, killed his because parents. of True Hope and killed his parents. Yeah. It, uh, knifed him to death. You know, and they're still not held accountable. I mean, what, what the hell? What do we, you know, the accountability is a big issue, too, to these uh, uh, quacks. I guess but. the best you could probably do is, is uh, you know, make a false claim allegation, right? Like, um, what do you call it, when you uh, mislead an advertising? Health Canada has tried to shut down True Hope. They can't do it. Yeah. The law has no teeth. What about false advertising? I mean, you can't, you know, say to somebody, oh, this car is running perfectly, and two seconds after you drive off the used car lot, it falls apart on the street, right? But well, I had a sincerely held religious belief that the car was running well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There's your out. When, when you have mental illness and you feel better taking a vitamin, you don't see that you're just as crazy as you were before you started taking it. Everybody else is crazy, not you. <laughs> 
So, of course, when you get these testimonials in court, there's absolutely no evidence of the person before and after, just their testimony that this thing's helping them so much, but no evidence that it's helping them. Yeah. Uh, that, again, you're, you're, we're talking about people that are primed psychologically to believe that because I'm taking this, I will get better. So they will look for that as opposed to before they took it, they won't, wouldn't be looking for it. And so they'll they'll say, yeah, okay, maybe I do feel better. And yeah, it, it's it doesn't. There's no real comparison from before and after. It's just a psychological one. But yeah. I, 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 we wanted to talk about uh, this one. Uh, going back to because we're, we're kind of moving backwards here, but uh, I posted on what I was supposed to be doing was posting on the Facebook page for the podcast, but uh, ended up on my private uh, <laughs> Facebook page. Not that I care, but I just keep, I just try to keep the contentious stuff uh, on the on the uh, podcast Facebook page, just because I like to separate my life. Uh, it was about that uh, Dutch woman that was arrested in Qatar after you know uh, claiming she was raped to authorities, and she was yeah she's now been uh, released and deported, I believe. And so I was saying that this is what the rape culture actually looks like, uh, and that I, I think that the claims to you know, at least in Canada and the United States, that we live in a rape culture. I'm talking about society here, uh, are pretty unfounded. And I was jumped on uh, by one person. Uh, I won't name names since it's not on the podcast Facebook page, but uh, it was uh, very dis. I got the same thing. What what I'm was saying was not, you know, I took a position, I was saying one thing, but I didn't, what was extrapolated from it is something I would never say, and that is that I don't, you know, do I believe that rape is a problem? Of course I really believe rape is a problem. That's why we have laws against it. Uh, that's why we prosecute people. Um, and it, it just got uh, just got silly uh, that... Mm, mind if it, I jump in for a moment? Yeah, go ahead. You know, you are pretty spoiled. Sorry if I say that. When I was young, we had a law, you know, Italian law. We are not talking about, you know, people thinking about certain things. We had a law that said if you were wearing tight jeans when you got raped, you know, when you got, uh, I don't know, intoxicated and then afterwards, you know, raped, that was consensual because no one can get off tight jeans due to their ideas. Now, you imagine, uh, and then we had other cases where, for example, they said um, there was like a girl she was 14 years old and she got um, raped by her stepfather and he was 44 years old. Uh, he got half the punishment because she had sexual intercourse before having been raped by him. You know, this is a rape culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. When you, you know, I can see, you know, people getting upset, for example, when someone is um, guilty or they think is guilty, but you cannot prove it in court. The court cannot do anything about this. That doesn't mean that they support it. But when a case is clear cut, you know, people admit it, you know, yeah, I drove her out in the wild and then I raped her, but she wore tight jeans. Um, and, and then the law says, no, she wore tight jeans, therefore it is not rape. That is rape culture. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and I think and, that's the right word. I think that a lot of people are spoiled here. And they, you know, if you're going to wait for a zero incidence rate, of rape before you stop calling it a rape culture, you're never going to stop calling it a rape culture. Uh, well, isn't that the point of doing it that way? I mean, you have to, 
you know, you you can't um, you can't ever have your religious beliefs come to an end. Essentially, you have to have it so that it's open ended. Yeah, you can't yeah. have any any end criteria. Yeah, there's no exit strategy. Yeah, exit strategy. There you go. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, exit it, condition, it, maybe. I find that a lot of this is about keeping women in fear, keeping them infantilized, saying, oh, I'm oppressed, I can't do anything about it. Oh, come on. Um, yeah, I love that one in one in a, three, four, yeah. five bullshit on the colleges and stuff. Like, are uh, you fucking yeah. kidding me? Yeah. As a parent, if I had a child, a, a daughter, and it was a one in five or one in four chance of being raped, do you think I would actually allow my child to go to university? Are you kidding me? That would be absolutely uh, irresponsible parenting in the extreme. Yeah, that would be completely. It's a lottery. No, it's 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 garbage. It's you know it's closer to under two percent. And I'm going to bring it up again. Like under two percent is still not good, but it's it's a hell of a lot better than one in five or one in three. Yeah, and And they find numbers coming from. Hmm? Like, where are these numbers coming from? On both. On both. Like, does that come from? Oh, the one in five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about your 2%. I don't know where that's coming that's from. Yeah, that you, one's the U.S. Department of Justice. Yeah, but um, the one in five and stuff is just basically thrown out there by whoever wants to say it. I mean, now it's like one in... They, they, it varies, right? You hear it from, like, random people online. It's one in five. The next person says it's one in four. The next person says it's one in three. It just yeah. is. That's what it is. Yeah. It's like... But, you know, I don't know. It's just... No, there was... Originally, there was apparently a study that they made yeah. where they took um, people um, who, after... Like, they went to, like, evening studies or something like that, and they took a certain group from them, a certain percentage of them, and they were asking, um, I think via email, um, have you ever been uh, sexually, whatever, groped, assaulted, whatever? Yeah. And... Uh, they didn't get everyone to respond, obviously. They got only a very small percentage to respond. And from that small percentage of evening students, so people who are already, you know, I don't know how many years old, um, because usually evening studies you don't do when you are 25. Usually the evening studies is something that you do when you're older already. So they got these um, results back uh, from already a, a very small part of, of the sample that they were usually in, that, that they were sending the emails to. And then they had a very, very broad definition of uh, abuse and rape and everything. And so it was very easy for them to get to this one in five. Yeah, so basically it's one of those memes. You know, I heard it from a friend of a friend of a stranger who had an uncle who had a dog who had a wife who <laughs> who uh, participated in a study that didn't even say the thing that we're saying it said. But, yeah, yeah it's bullshit. It's just made up at this point. I used to see statistics on how religious community was versus how much rape there was. And they found in the higher religious communities, the higher the incident of rape. But, of course, you're going to have less conviction of that rape. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Could could be. But it's also hard. For example, depending what community you get your numbers from, um, specific communities would, for example, accept something as rape and other communities wouldn't. For example, if your husband is abusive to you in some cultures or religions, that is not considered rape because it's within the family, mm-hmm. within the marriage. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's a, a big problem that, that uh, only education uh, can can help that. Um, maybe a little deprogramming too, but uh, one of the other things that came up in, in that conversation uh, a little later was, you know, like uh, men need to be taught how to how not to rape, and it's like um, 
it hasn't worked so well for worse crimes like murder. Uh, I don't. <laughs> yeah, really like think we're gonna. I'm sorry, but do you think that most men don't know not to rape? Yeah, exactly. Even the ones that rape, do you think that they were just ignorant? Yeah. They're just like, oh, I didn't know that was against the law and harmful to people. <laughs> you yeah, know, the whole, I thought that was a nice thing to do. Oh. Yeah. In, sorry. In all fairness, there is one thing though where they sort of kind of have a point, and that is um, when you get taught by your culture or by the people who surround you that it's actually acceptable. You know, and that's that the women's fault. Actually, develop it, but that is not the case in America. Yeah, that yeah. kind of comes back to Cologne uh, in Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is exactly what that was. They they probably had no idea they were doing anything wrong. Uh, they uh, knew it was wrong by German standards, I'm sure. Well, maybe, maybe. Well, they sure don't now. <laughs> uh, a little late, but uh, yeah. And and this is one of the issues that we're going to see with uh, with immigration, which is wholesale. And and you know, I think we're a little better at, at that here because we're a little more selective. But uh, mm. uh, uh. you know, that's a big problem. What do you do when when a million refugees are clamoring to escape uh, true, you know, real oppression. You know, uh, but the main problem you have with Syria um, is that many of the people who actually end up in places like Germany are not necessarily Syrians because yeah. those who flee from um, the war, they take the very first place where they're safe and then just keep stuck there, usually. The people mm. who travel further, um, mostly, I mean, not always. There are obviously people from Syria who just travel on. But there are people who just, you know, for economical reasons, they just, you know, want to have yeah. a better life. They get told, you know, if you reach there, I mean, you can drown, probably you'll get yourself killed. But if you reach there, everything will be paid for you. You get a house, you get a car, you get everything, everything <laughs> will be paid for you. Why wouldn't you go there? Mm-hmm. And and that's obviously something for guys usually. Because girls don't take these kind of risks. Yeah. I think I made that point in the last episode was, you know, a lot of the problem people are, are economic refugees. And and that seems to be more of the kind of thing that Europe is, is getting than we are here. Um, if that, you know, I assume that's through, through the vetting process. I don't you know, know how I, it is. But. The vetting process, you know, I don't want to judge anyone who wants to help refugees. But I have to say, it is very hard to vet people because if you are genuinely a refugee, which many people are, you do not take your passport with you, your uh, police data, your um, every crime or crime that you did not commit. There are no documents. It is very hard to make any kind of background check. And when people say we are thoroughly background checking, in a sense, they try their best, but it is nearly impossible to actually get decent data. Yeah, call call up the Syrian government and say, hey, can I get all the all the can I get the past um, parking tickets for Ahmed whatever? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ahmed Mohammed. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's a big problem, and I don't know. But what do you do? That's a really screwed up place on the planet yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah, look at the uprising of, you know, this right-wing fascism, too. It's just deplorable. Well, I mean, like Trump in the U.S., too, hey? You know, I have to say, from a European standpoint, I mean, I was living in Italy, and Italy, comparatively speaking to the rest of Europe, is pretty right. Um, to me, Trump looks very, very chill out, you know, comparatively speaking. We had to deal with immigration, obviously, because it, it's the coast side. We had to deal with immigration for many, many decades. There is so much more harshness and so much more roughness that you hear from people 
who live in Italy in many cases. And um, like for me, it is very hard to to actually get to be angry at Trump or to be upset about Trump because for me, what he says is just completely watered down. You know, it can be so much worse. But I guess this is just an, uh, a, a perspective issue. I think he well, just says whatever he has to say to get elected. Yeah, yeah and he's he's just too. he's just like the whole building wall. He picks on people. What I have an issue with is his scapegoating. That's alarming to me. How he says it does not matter to me. It's what he's doing that freaks me out with the scapegoating. Well, Ted Cruz would have been much worse. Yeah. Because he's serious. Yeah. That's the problem. He actually means what he says. I don't I, I don't think Donald Trump remembers what he said yesterday. <laughs> he contradicts no. himself a lot. You know, isn't it kind of sad that you prefer someone who doesn't remember what he says or doesn't think about what he says to a person who actually thinks and, well, and says what he thinks? I mean, it's kind particularly of... Particularly somebody who's going to have access to the nuclear clo- codes, you know? <laughs> yeah, Ted Cruz creeps me out a lot more. Plus, do you really want a president who looks like a, a weird goblin man? <laughs> no. Hey, he's Canadian. Yeah, he, he looks like a frog or something. I don't know. He's a really strange man. But uh, not that I would vote based on that. But I always just every time I looked at him, I couldn't take his face seriously. Well, the way the way they vote pander, like the way they vote. No. If Trump isn't serious, he's to vote pandering. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Cruz being scary because yeah, he is quite a tea partier. If you want to say that whole party. Uh, well, I wasn't just, Ted Cruz's dad like a Christian dominionist who wanted to take over the country and impose Christianity on everyone? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Ted before Cruz. that, they worked up. You know, he worked up here in Calgary in the oil industry, and I think he was a bit of a um, not a Christian back then. Apparently, bit of a party animal. Yeah. Well, maybe he wasn't Christian-like, but uh, not many <laughs> of them are, to be honest. Yeah, Omar Mateen was supposedly not very Muslim-like. Yeah. But, um, oh yeah, that's a, that's amazing. Uh, People are still saying, oh, Islam has nothing to do with them. Like, oh. Yeah, yeah they go, like oh, saying- he went to a gay bar. Well, yeah, religious yeah. people are hypocrites. Haven't yeah, you figured this out by now? The <laughs> cognitive dissonance that gen- was generated by between his religious beliefs and who he was just made him snap. I'm pretty goddamn sure Ted Haggard's a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> no? What's the problem? Yeah, And yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter what the root of homophobia is, whether it's Christian or Islamic, it's still religious. Yes. Yeah. But it's kind of funny when a Christian makes the claim you know, that, that Islam is homophobic. So, <laughs> and you're not? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, if Pat Robertson says it or something, yeah. But but Ted Haggard is cured. I mean, you know, he went to that thing for over a weekend. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. Totally. <laughs> because he's still yeah. at it. Uh, not on the same scale, but... Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Well, even Peter Popoff is still at it. I yeah, was, I was amazed to hear that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I thought I was he a, got so annihilated by. Um, he did. What's his name? Uh, James Randy. Randy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, that's the thing. I was at, in Banff at a, at a conference and watching TV late at night, and all of a sudden, here's Peter Popoff selling some towel or something, fur <laughs> towel. And I'm just like, no, that can't be him. <laughs> uh, yeah, there he is. And I was like, holy crap. I can't believe he's back. But he he went elsewhere, gullible. right? It's unbelievable. Yeah. He, well, he went elsewhere where people hadn't heard of him before. And, you know, like third world countries. And now he's kind of coming back into it. But now that everybody seems to, well, the people that have, he claimed to have healed have probably died off. And, <laughs> and so they can't say anything. And he's back, you know. 
you know, tarred and feathered and ran out of wherever. Huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, I heard a faith healing story from a Muslim because I've been getting all these comments. So I've got every Muslim <laughs> argument they have, right? Yeah. You know, my grandfather converted to Islam and his leg that had been bothering him for 20 years healed up right away. And oh, oh, really? Well, I, I heard that from a Christ, Christian yesterday. So <laughs> which one of you is right? Yeah, exactly. Two, two men say they're Jesus and one of them must be wrong. Yeah. As the song goes. And, yeah. Yeah, it, I should, that's how I should argue against those people. If someone tells me a faith healing story, like in a video, if someone says, look, this faith healing worked, just play the one from the other religion. Yeah. And there you go. Now play you them off it. against each other. Yeah. And it, you don't have, you just sit back and watch with the popcorn. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, uh, this, it's all the same apologetics. There's no real difference between Islam, Islamic apologetics and, uh, Actually, you know what there is. There well, is. The, the, you know, you know what the difference is. Fish fly. The difference is Islamic apologetics are nowhere near as developed. Oh uh, yeah, I, yeah. They're kind of taking their time and and catching up to you know uh, what's his name. Uh, uh, the big apologist. And Craig. Yeah, Craig. Yeah. Well, yeah. Any of them. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're so crazy. undeveloped. They have not had any criticism. Yeah. Not nearly enough. And uh, I mean, they're still using the thing of uh, the fetus looks like a leech. Oh. And, you know, they show a picture. They even show, like, you know, here's here's like a fetus and here's a leech. Look, they look really similar. And it's like they're two completely different pictures. They look nothing alike. And they'll go, wow, that's amazing. You know, Allahu well, Akbar. There, there was a book on evolution. <laughs> that's and illustrate. It's supposed oh, to no. illustrate that in the Quran, uh, they already knew that oh. the fetus looks like a leech. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the grand scientific knowledge of the Quran. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they're big on that. They're very big on that. Yeah. They, yeah. We knew, we heard it first. We, we made it up first in science. Oh, there was later. another funny one about the womb being three layers or something. And, and yeah, the they trend. have the whole, they say, oh yeah, we knew the whole process of how people are formed. And yeah, it's like a, yeah. Like a clot of blood and then yeah. bones and then it's covered in flesh and it's just yeah. it's so wrong it's not even funny and they think it's totally. so impressive. Yeah, and then like you know Allah sends the angel down after so and so many days and then it gets decided whether it's a male or a female oh, because yeah. genetics has nothing to do with it apparently. Yeah, yeah after forty days me. that's when it's decided. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the other one was that, that book on evolution, uh, debunking evolution, and they had pictures of of these flies and it turned out they were they were fishing flies. You know, like yeah, that fishing. was the Atlas of Creation. Haru yeah, Jaya. that one. Oh, I oh, read the whole thing, man. I loved it. It was it was one of the best reads I've had. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. The argument know. is, it's literally hundreds of pages of full color, nice pages, basically saying, "Look, here's a fossil, and here's the thing that's alive now. They look pretty much the same. Therefore, evolution never happened." Oh, yeah, yeah. Page Life after page after page. That's the whole argument of the whole book. Mm. Aside from yeah. the ranting introduction, and I think there's an outro as well where they just basically say how horribly evil Darwin was and uh-huh. you know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, Darwin was a racist, don't you know? I mean, it's in the title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like, against the cabbages, those poor cabbages. Yeah, it's just, I've heard that. I was at a, oh, you're going to love this. Uh, I was at a, a creationism conference, I'll put that in. Oh, my. And it was uh, just outside calgary and in, in a church i've never seen a conference in a church before but anyway it's supposed to be pseudoscientific etc of course it was totally pseudoscientific and there's this guy who's uh, uh basically looking for dinosaurs in in africa and he's saying well there's here's a picture of a hippopotamus that's dead well what you know it's the most dangerous animal in africa what could possibly have killed it 
okay, I'm waiting. Uh, no, it must have been a, uh, something that was even worse. And I'm like, or disease, old age, whatever. But, <laughs> you know, it, it, so there has to be something really worse out there. And so they were showing, uh, the locals, you know, the locals have these fables of, uh, or myths of, uh, creatures that are really nasty, but like every, every, uh, every culture does for, you know, why you don't go out in the dark. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the people would say, uh, they'd show them these pictures of dinosaurs and say, yeah, that's it, that's it. Uh, <laughs> and it's just like, it, it, this is ridiculous. And then, so mm-hmm. they're, they're looking for this specific kind of dinosaur and then, it, it, at the very end, he's saying, well, there's also this group in that's going down to Mexico to look for pterodactyls. And I'm just like, my jaw's like on the floor, right? <laughs> you think somebody would notice a great big flying reptile? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was, um, I don't know if anyone else has done that, but John Pendleton's done that. He's the first guy that I spent a lot of time debunking. And he he went on, do you know Carl Baugh, the, the um, science in the 21st century? He's, he's the guy who runs the Creation Museum down in Glen Rose, Texas. Yeah. No, oh, no, no. Um, yeah, he has a TV show. Well, I think now he's on YouTube, but he had a TV oh. show. Um, and he brought John Pendleton on, and they're seriously discussing, okay, so uh, you're going down to Mexico to catch a, a pterosaur. Oh, yes, I am. I'm going to set up a trap, and I'm going to catch a whole family of pterosaurs. But I have to be very careful because they have poisonous breath. So uh, What? Uh, <laughs> um, oh, but you'll make sure that you bring witnesses, right? Uh, we're going to film it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness! Absolute clowns. How what do, do pterosaurs find? eat nowadays? Our food's all gone. Like they really? eat goats. Oh, <laughs> goats now. <laughs> yeah. Um. And the evidence is basically, yeah, somebody saw a pterosaur out the window of their bus. You know, because it couldn't have been a bat that was <laughs> no, just flying close up, distant or something. <laughs> or something. Yeah. There was a man. There was a man who found a pterosaur in a river, and um. He thought, wow, this is incredible, a pterosaur. And then he left. He and that's the story. That's the evidence. Uh-huh. The Anecdote. Evidence. Yeah, didn't take it. And, and he goes, the and, and John yeah. Pendleton goes, oh, I wish he'd taken it. He could have, I told him, you could have made a million dollars. These are discussions. Actually, they're like little toddlers sitting around discussing how an ant is some kind of dinosaur. a story about how they're vampires who are going to go play with the werewolves and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Can you guys excuse me for a couple of minutes? Sure. Thank you. No. Okay. Yeah, so it's totally hard to debunk creationists is the point. Oh, it, well, they, they don't listen. <laughs> they're not interested in, in actual fact. I mean, they're, they're just, they're happy with their mythology and, you know, reveling in, in make-believe, you know? Yeah, it's a fantasy world. Totally. Uh, yeah, so well, there's a lot of them. I mean, there's, you know, naturopathy and homeopathy, chiropractic and... Yeah, homeopathy especially pisses me off. I mean, at least the other ones, at least the other ones, there's like, like, like maybe you're taking some herbal remedy. At least there's there an herb there, right? Yeah. There's something. It's not maybe, in an maybe they found the active ingredients don't really exist in half of those supplements. Yeah, I know, but at least there's like, at least there's a physical like, at least there's some kind of a chemical yeah. involved at all. Yeah, there's, there's there's chemical? Water what are you talking about? Chemical? It's all natural. It's not a chemical. You might, yeah, it's not a chemical. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, it's better than homeopathy. I mean, homeopathy is like, yeah, we, we take water and then we smack it around. <laughs> you bitch now, it's, now it's better. <laughs> Dilute it. You can't it. smack it around on just anything. The Bible. That works best, but it can't be like, you know, wood. Wood's evil. <laughs> can't be wood. Wood. <laughs> evil wood, yeah. <laughs> well, did you ever hear about that Mosey Q? The. Um. the the uh, insect repellent that you eat, uh, 
They, homeopathic. Homeopathic. Yeah, it was homeopathic. <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, you know, you send your kid to camp <laughs> with this shit. <laughs> and tell them back. that the bug spray is poisonous so they don't dare use it. Yeah. And then uh, they come back with Ebola. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Zika now. Yeah, Zika. Okay, that's the Zika. new one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's mosquito, but... Yeah, it's Everyone forgot good. about Zika. They yeah, don't well, talk they're, about they're it just, anymore. It came and went just, just like uh, Ebola did. No, no, no. There's about 200 women infected in the States now. Yeah, there are quite Yeah, but nobody ever talks about it. It comes and goes out of the news oh, so fast. that's the news. It blows it's, it's, in and then it blows out and you never hear about it again. Americans yeah. are getting it now, so it's passe. Well, when <laughs> the news becomes the olds, it, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, but they're, they're actually testing a new vaccine uh, clinically now. So we'll see how that goes. Oh yeah. Let's not vaccine because you will have, you know, side effects or something. Let's instead have kids with small brains. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's better. Well, until that's the Catholic Church. I mean, uh, no, no, no birth control for you. Yeah. Yeah. Until we get this figured out. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, if you if you ask Mercola, the Zika virus is due to you know toxins, not due to any sort of microbe. <laughs> I don't talk I mean, cool. It was mutated. Uh, it was things that mutated the mosquitoes, not some natural process. They don't understand that microbes mutate all the time. Yes, at different rates, but it's absolutely what microbes do constantly. So you're going to see new ones once in a while. But mutation, chemical bacteria, therefore evil. It sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's still bacteria, or there's still. Uh, there's still uh, uh, viruses. They're, they didn't mutate. Did, it's not evolution, right? There's still viruses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not macro evolution. No. <laughs> no, we don't see evolution happen before our eyes at all, ever. Oh, you see, you see micro evolution happen. Yes. Yes, micro. Yes, you can, uh, it's still a dog. It's still a virus. <laughs> still a virus. Well, There's millions of viruses, but it's still a virus. It's a kind. That, uh, that big argument from uh, Banana Man where he's saying, well, <laughs> some if a male of a new species uh, was born, and he'd have to wait around for a female of the new species. Oh, gosh. Like, yeah. Whoa, dude. Yeah, do they do that one a lot. They, they seems to have some problems understanding what it is they're arguing against. Yeah, well, yeah, because they, they haven't got a clue. Actually, uh, they do. Uh, <laughs> come on. But, yeah, uh, I don't think they Ham, Kent Hovind, they all know. Maybe, maybe not. They've had I it explained to them it. enough times. They at least know what they're arguing against. Well, true. It's true just that the other arguments work. Yeah, they're people. Well, yeah, it works on their own it. kind. See they're preaching to the choir. Yeah. So, yeah, that's exactly it. it. They don't care about winning new converts. They care about keeping the ones they have in the fold. And so yeah. these, these arguments do work uh, to, to do that. Uh, to be fair, considering that none of them actually use any kind of um, birth control, I'm pretty sure they have a growing convert. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's how they grow the congregation, yeah. That too. No, that's <laughs> more of a Catholic thing, but yeah. Uh, which is, of course, they're our big problem here. But uh. well, some of those people do have big families, though, like those quiverful people and stuff. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's yeah. right. Too. Yeah, yeah. Quiverful. And they're associated with Kent Hovind. I mean, I know Kent Hovind doesn't have a huge family, but those people certainly do. Mormons. Yeah. Some, Mormons. Some, yeah. Uh, there's a quite there's quite a uh, population of Mormons in in Alberta. So yeah, uh, you go around to Tabor or uh, Carstairs. Yeah, they're pretty big. You know, to a certain degree, you're pretty. Fact here. <laughs> I have been in many countries in Europe. I have never seen a, a religious science kind of library like the one they had in, in Edmonton. 
Yeah. The Christian Science one. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen anything like that anywhere in Europe. I still want to go there. I want to go in there and just look around. They say it's open to everyone. We should go there. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. There was Take a, pictures. Yeah. Read some of their books. See what's yeah. up, you know. Make a YouTube. Learn some new health techniques. I don't know. Prayer. <laughs> It's, it's Christian science, so it can't you know, be more than prayer. What pray, else is pray there? The, pray the cancer away, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly it. How could there be more than one book? It's just prayer. Yeah, like, yeah. What else is there? You know, you have to pray in different forms and shapes and shades and different clothes on and in different positions, and that helps. That helps for this God, this day, for you. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean? There's only one God. <laughs> I want magic underwear. No, oh, you, no, you don't. That was so <laughs> funny. There's, there's Maybe not the Mormon type, but, you know. Do they have to shower with that on? <laughs> I don't think so. I hope not. There's a guy that uh, com- you know, de- deconverted from Mormonism. He comes to the – he's probably going to listen to this. Uh, he uh, every, A couple of times I said, hey, you wearing the magic underwear? And <laughs> he was out of regular underwear, so yes, he in fact was wearing <laughs> in the magic underwear to the skeptics oh. in the in in the pub. Oh. <laughs> he should that sell it on nice. eBay and make some money. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> well, well, while you're on your way to Edmonton, Queen. you guys stop at the the Creation oh, Museum, and you've got to stop at the Parables store here in Red Deer, and you've got. I think oh, that's that bigger than the oh. chapters. Parables. We didn't stop at parables, did we? We no. we wanted to. Actually, yeah. I wa- I wanted to, and you begged me not to. <laughs> I haven't I haven't brought up the nerve to go in there yet. I think I might do something. Oh, I've been in Christian stores before. They're fun. Um, <laughs> you got to be as masochistic as I am, though, because yeah. it's just like like I say, no, you know, depressing. It it kind of gets you down. Yeah. No, it was so weird. We had um. A colleague of mine uh, for a visit, and she tried to explain to us or, or to him more um, how religion is just not religion, but it's just you know social meetups. Uh-huh. And just a couple of minutes later, we passed by at this little Christian store that was inside of the mall. And then we went in. I dragged sure? her in. Yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah, religion's just social meetups, huh? Yeah." Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's go in this Christian store and you can tell me all about it. Well, gee, in this area, they've quite eroded the science education. I None of my classmates that I went to high school with have a clue what evolution is. Mm. So, In that regard, we were actually lucky because in spite of the fact that we had religion in school as a subject, um, but it might just be the school I went to, we had a lot of science and we had a lot of education considering evolution and so on and so forth. So I, I can't complain at all about that. Oh, I can. My grade eight teacher. My grade. He's the principal of the damn school now. He 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 just wouldn't teach us what Eocene, Pliocene, all the Earth's history. I still have no idea how to spell those words. Even he refused to teach it. He said because we didn't come from monkeys. I went to college and I learned we didn't come from monkeys. We came from apes. Like we're we're related to apes, not monkeys. Like the guy was just retarded, and he was our science teacher. And this was not in a Catholic school. He could have at least taught you the words for the layers. Like, here's the Grand Canyon. Here's all the different layers in the Grand Canyon. Here's their names. Uh, these were all laid down in the flood. Yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> he didn't even bother with that. He was like, well, if you want to read that part of the book, go ahead. But we're not going over it. <laughs> well, huh. Get a copy of Don Prothero's uh, what, uh, Evolution, What the Fossils Say and Why It Matters. There you go. <laughs> Best book on know. evil. I was so lucky because we had... Um, a biology teacher who was extremely passionate about biology. 
And um, I was living in the mountains, and uh, we had uh, those little excursions, so we would go half the day just to a um, nice cataway. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and so we would just go out, and we would just go to the rocks, and then we would just start digging, and every so and so often you would find little um, fossil... Uh, not fossil... Petrified fossils. What? The shells. Well, fossil fossils, yeah. Yeah. So we would find them in masses, because there were just so many, and it was this kind of stone mm. that was easy to dig in. And so everyone got home with his own or her own little shell, her own little muscle and stuff in the stone. And uh, so he showed us where to look, um, where we could find out what kind of, of fossil it is and, and how we could establish it. And it was just absolutely amazing. Yeah, it would be nice. Instead, we just got, um, we didn't come from monkeys. <laughs> it's almost too bad you didn't go to a Catholic school because I know, like in the states, some people do send their kids to Catholic schools because the education is actually better, right? Yeah. And I think you know here, here. Um, I mean, I, I grew up with Catholic kids, and they had a, the same curriculum, and they didn't have to do the religious studies course kind of thing. So, I, I think um, you know, growing up in Calgary, I think is different too, but. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anybody denying evolution. And I think if kids had, you know, oh, I don't believe in evolution, other kids would have laughed at those kids, to be Whereas honest. if you yeah. tried to talk about it, you would have been the one denounced. And then when I went to college, one of the guys, like, we never talked about evolution in college. We we took biology. We took botany. We were in biotech. We didn't call it evolution. It was just, you know, how things granted. changed over time, how traits pass, you know. And this one yeah, guy Yeah, because let's say it in the long form, right? Yeah, Let's see a so whole paragraph to talk, say what we're talking about. Yeah, well, he never said that word once. And this guy just one day stuck up his hand in class and he goes, this is evolution. And my teacher's like, okay, well, <laughs> I don't believe in this. And he's like, well, it's on the test. <laughs> so, like, are you going to sit here and argue with me, dude? Because this is college. Even in college, we had people objecting to learning actual biology because of what he figured out it was we were talking about. Oh. Yeah, you can't be broadening your mind. I mean, that that's awful. So yeah. did the teacher then then go up to him in the hallway and say, "You little fucking punk"? <laughs> no, he just you don't talk back to me in the classroom. You're gonna debate me, guys. <laughs> God, God. God. <laughs> God. <laughs> 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 for you. We, we know what There's God's no video evidence. Is gonna be. <laughs> God. There's no YouTube back then. Are we yeah, doing okay YouTube's for time? Because I'm, I'm curious about your experiences with other YouTubers and that kind of thing. Sure. What about it? Um. Well. Um. <laughs> are you uh do you have a favorite youtuber do you have people that you really dislike and if so would you be willing to say names and i don't know i just want to shit talk a bit <laughs> the, worst a lot of the worst of, people, of the creationists <laughs> are no, you beating I, your cat <laughs> no 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 i'm just imitating you <laughs> what's that i'm just imitating you <laughs> oh okay yeah <laughs> Um, no, I mean, I know a lot of the people somewhat personally, but I mean, you know, as far as like, uh, who I watch, I mean, I do watch a lot of stuff, but I jump around so much that it's kind of hard to come up with favorites and stuff. It's kind of just whatever seems like an interesting topic at the time, to be honest. um, Yeah, that's kind of the way I go. I go through these stages of, it's not just topic, it's actually whole genres where I, you know, I'll go for a reading binge for a while and do some science reading or I'll go through a science fiction reading binge and then I'll go on to watch videos and, and go on to a, 
uh, feminism binge and uh, <laughs> go on to uh, racism binge. It's just, it's weird. I just kind of... Yeah. Yeah. I gotta yeah. say that, you know, the whole feminism topic is getting boring to talk about. Like, it's all been Nothing so new. rehashed yeah. and everything. It's just, there's, there's so little there, even in terms of claims. That's why I miss the creationists being, well, relevant. Because they're really, they're not, they're not as relevant as they used to be. It used to be this huge thing and everybody was interested. And now you don't even get views if you talk about that. You talk um, about the arc. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, um, good. the interesting thing about the creationists was that they, they always had, um, these relatively, like comparatively, their claims were relatively complex and like science based. And, you know, sometimes you'd actually have to look up stuff and learn stuff and, and figure stuff out actually work to find the logical inconsistencies and then you get to these moral issues like feminism and social justice and stuff and, and it's so easy it's like well you're discriminating based on race that makes you a racist what's the problem yeah and there you go that's the end of the story well i think we've kind of hit this critical mass too where people have had enough of being called a misogynist and a rape apologist mm-hmm. and you know um, all these kinds of things, right? But I think um, back. where I see this sort of regressive side being the most dangerous is, um, you know, like N- Majid Nawaz says about um, uh, the bigotry of low expectations and, and um, people that are so quick to apologize for, um, you know, the religion, not recognizing that when people make those critiques, they're critiquing the doctrines and not the actual, mm. you know, people, right? And it just seems, you know, like Sam Harris, for example, I don't know how many times... I don't know how much clearer he could be um, about separating, you know, criticism of um, claims versus, um, you know, hating people. And yet he constantly gets railed on as, as an Islamophobe. He gets Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, but, I mean, we did that same thing with Christians for years, and nobody cared. Everybody was like, well, obviously that's what we're doing. And you do the same thing with Islam. And you yeah. point out the things that, yeah. that make it uniquely bad right now, right? Like you'll say, look, regardless of whether you think it was nicer before or could be nicer in the future, whether you can twist the Quran around, and people do. Like people twist the Quran around into this peaceful, lovely thing, just like the Bible. Um, like I've heard plenty of them, plenty of Muslim apologists who do that, and they're like these, you know, Western, you know, well, yeah. I don't know, pussified, whatever. Raising Aslan, uh, Aslan, um, Aslan. Yeah, 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 but yeah. you know, the problem is not everybody's doing that right now. And if you're just gonna say you can't talk about it, well, because oh, it could be nicer. Well, it's not though, and that's a problem. So it should be talked about. It should and be. Yeah, and and I'm really grateful for voices like, you know, we've had Faisal on before and, um, you know, Majid Nawaz and, uh, you know, the people that are moderate or um, uh, what's the word I want to reformist type Muslims and ex-Muslims are, you know, are able to say those things very forcibly. So I'm, you know, I think they're the people we should be paying attention to you know, for, for uh, those critiques and, and uh, listening to them rather than saying, you know, screaming Islamophobe and, and porch monkey and this this kind of bullshit, yeah. hey? You know? That was funny. Yeah, yeah that was really funny. Um, unfortunately, at this point, that's those are the people the Muslims seem to listen to the least. Yeah. I mean, from what I've seen of, you know, people I know and stuff, like uh, Introverted Smiles is an ex-Muslim. Who else is an ex-Muslim? There's a couple. And, I mean, the Muslims, you know, just say, you know, you're a, well, basically you're a porch monkey. You're westernized. You're, you're white. You're trying to be white. You're, you're not a true Muslim. You're an ex-Muslim. You're a apostate. Why would we listen to what you have to say? You're just going to lie about the religion because you hate it. Well, that's the expected response, I think, from, from 
certain people in the Muslim community, but when when people in our own community are are um, deploying this crap, that's that's unbelievable, you know. Can I be mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's harmful. Well, I have to say, um, people here tend to put people in boxes quite a lot. Like, you have this idea that, yeah, this person is black, therefore this person has to act like that. This person is white and gay, therefore this person has to act like that. I have to say, I, I was not used to this. Like, when I came over, I was just like, humans are humans. And uh, Except the Poles are the Poles. The Poles. <laughs> yeah, well, the Poles, yeah. Um, no, but... So, so I came over and I just got hit with this wave of, yeah, you are this color and this shape and this size and this here and this there and therefore you are. And then whatever adjective was just fitting. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy. It's madness. Stereotypes. Yeah, de- identity politics would, you know. Well, this, this is a problem with <laughs> the whole social justice movement is that it, instead of make a, making people more cohesive, they've chop them up into all these little groups and you're different and it's you know colorblindness when did colorblindness become a pejorative yeah you know when has that been wrong i mean if you listen to martin luther king jr that's exactly what he was dreaming about and then all these people oh you're just colorblind what (laughs) yeah i mean colorblind is just another word for not being racist yes and I don't. And get what's it. wrong with that? And yeah. this cultural appropriation business, everybody has to stay in their own box. I made sure to go I, buy an Indian headdress. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can understand where you know um, people want to be acknowledged for the you know the issues they face as minority groups, and so in that sense, I, I get you know explaining um, and and disseminating. Um, Awareness, shall we say, right? But you know, when it when it becomes divisive, yeah. You but know, you know, but the, the problem is they they still think in groups. Like when you have a I don't know a black girl and she faces certain issues, it doesn't mean that the, the black girl next door faces the same kind of issues. That's right. You know. Yeah. And um, I mean, raising awareness of the fact that there are certain people who are racist, there are certain people who are hostile. That is absolutely fine. But then instead of saying, listen, there are people who are hostile and and this person had an issue and that person had an issue and there are a lot of people who had issues. Instead of saying that, it's like the whole community has an issue. And then it gets a problem because then, you know, you you lose people. You lose people believing in it because they see, yeah, uh, all the black people are supposed to be so super poor. And then you have like the super rich people, super rich black people that are in your own neighborhood who just don't fit that description. And then you just don't believe it because you just don't see it. Instead, they should say, okay, these individuals have issues and those individuals have issues and, and focus on that. You ever seen Gazi Codes, though? Black Hitler on YouTube? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're white. You owe me reparations. Yeah, same, you owe me money. Now. <laughs> and then he gets his little group of white people to go, yeah, I owe you money. Why do you owe me money? Because I'm white and I've benefited from the systems of oppression my whole life. Unbelievable. <laughs> there he is holding well, his iPhone. Okay, so some of these are theoretical lenses through which I think enlighten and... Um, I guess illuminate certain things about society that I think are thought-provoking and interesting. But when you take it to the level where you're um, only able to see the world through one lens, and and you are unwilling to listen to, you know, unwilling to engage in a conversation, then then you're becoming dangerous and, and divisive, and you know that it doesn't, pr- it's not productive. Well, it's da- it's dangerous. And right? one more thing, um, you have all these weird labels. You know, you have like. Um, African-American and so on and so forth and then you have like native and it's like 
when do you stop being different people and just be all Americans or just be all Canadians? Like, exactly. how many generations are you Norwegian? How many generations are you uh, Scottish? Yeah, I love when you hear those people who say, yeah, I'm Scottish, and they, they, their great-great-grandparents came over. Yeah. yeah, people ask me what nationality I am. I hand them, like, 12 labels. It's like, um, am I just Canadian now? Like, really, come on. <laughs> yeah, you're Canadian. <laughs> and if they ask you where where is your um, you know ancestral origin or something, that's a different question. But yeah, I've got yeah. twelve different places. I an- my ancestors are from. Yeah, well, including that. I mean, sure, it's it's fascinating when different people come from different places. But when you live in one specific place and you're used to that specific culture, and your parents have lived in that specific place and are used to that specific culture, there's nothing that connects you to your great 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 grandparents who just lived somewhere else. What are you talking about? If I went over to Norway, I'd be speaking Norwegian in a week. <laughs> I think well, those German accents. I was gonna say the food, the food, right? Like yeah, the Ludafist. Yeah. Mm, best food. Ugh. Okay, a question: How many of you? How many of you have ever traveled to other continents? I've been. Sadly, I not. have. I've been to um, Thailand. I've been to Australia, but I don't think that counts. <laughs> you know. That's America Part Three. You know, yeah. I yeah. have talked to a lot of Canadians, you know, from everywhere, you know, Canadian from Norway, Canadian from Sweden, Canadian from, I don't know, they're still Canadians. And it's everything is obvious to them. Like, if you would take them and just chuck them, for example, in the middle of Warsaw, um, first of all, they wouldn't understand the language, but that's a different issue. They wouldn't understand the system because the people there think so much differently than they do. So, you know, really? you would have those people who just, you know, chug around the rules and break the law constantly because that's how they're used to it. And the Canadians would just sit there and stand there and be like, why the hell do all the people drive on the wrong side, in the wrong direction, upside down, left side, right? Why and the hell do you build your streets out of concrete that melts? And why, why, <laughs> why is this door three feet lower than the floor? <laughs> well, I've been, I've been to Krakow, uh, you know, I was uh, a couple of times, and I, I got around just fine. I was actually impressed by the level of English. I mean, a uh, younger generation would switch from Polish to 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 accentless English like that. It was, it was really quite amazing. Accentless uh, English? It was accentless English. no English. such thing. It was, it was okay, <laughs> Canadian <laughs> accent. Yeah. Was, I couldn't detect anything. I, it, it was totally You have an accent. You realize that, right? Uh, put another oh, shrimp you, in the bobby. You have the default. You have the default. Voice. The default, yeah. <laughs> True English. <laughs> <laughs> the Queen's English. I learn English from the Terminator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was actually very impressed by by that uh, uh, nice city. Uh, I've never, haven't been to Warsaw, but uh, Krakow it's interesting. France, I've been to. They're again yep. fairly similar. I got around. Where? Well, uh, Bordeaux, Bordeaux in the uh, wine growing region, region Bordeaux, France. Uh-huh. That's actually really in nice. Africa city. too, when you know. Oh yeah, Southern Africa. Well, yeah, at least speak English there. Yeah. Uh, uh, they speak well. They're usually dual. They speak English or Afrikaans. Uh, but there was a big student uprising in the 70s, and they because the the black people did not want to learn Afrikaans, they, so they ended up do, putting turning everything into English. So all the street signs are in English, and everything is in English. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's a weird historical artifact. In Thailand, you can't read any of the signs. Yeah. Oh, oh I got in trouble for going to the bathroom without paying them because I didn't understand the five bat sign. <laughs> <laughs> five bat, five what? I just used the bathroom. You want 
Payment? Yes. Oh. In Egypt, we were paying uh, for the toilet paper. Yeah. Well. No, that's holding you hostage. Thailand, you don't get toilet paper. You bring your own. You're not allowed to flush it. Oh, yeah, unless you have that biodegradable stuff. Yeah. Or you throw it in the garbage can? Yep, they have oh, garbage yeah, cans, that. and the Thai toilet. don't even yeah. use toilet disgusting. paper. They have those awful, I got the, I got a folliculitis from what? using, folliculitis, uh, <laughs> some hair follicles from using oh. their water. Huh. Got, in, got deep infected. <laughs> so it made hair grow in places that wasn't supposed to? No, you just had <laughs> infected follicles of, yeah, it was horrible. Okay. I've never seen anything like it. I'm like, what is something? Like, I thought some kind of larvae got in me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is degrading. Uh. Yeah. So bring some antibiotics, and after you shower, use them. Uh. <laughs> oh, okay. So or maybe not the tourist spot for our next vacation. Mm. Yeah. I was going to make a joke about Lysol, and I won't do it. <laughs> well, yeah. Maybe it's well, useful Lysol after all. Really down with mouthwash after you shower. <laughs> oh. No, I'm talking, you know, those ads about, um, you know, douching with Lysol and stuff like that back in the, I don't know, 50s, oh, 60s. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Maybe you there's might a- want to do that. <laughs> just, just to- no, thanks. Yeah, no. Well, you, yeah, no. Okay, yeah. Probably yeah, not work well. Infect me, you. but geez. <laughs> That's got to hurt. It was weird. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. It's like, I thought, you know, you see those pictures, those fake pictures of larva infection, and your follicles are suddenly huge and red, and, oh, it's horrible, but it's just bacteria, so. That scared the crap out of me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As soon as I got home, I'm like, am I going to (laughs) die? So. On that happy note. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, thanks, uh. Uh, logic and is it to uh, have you know appearing on our humble little podcast uh, well before they leave plug. is there anything you want to um promote or you know yeah. like projects you're working on or um um we can link to their channels in in our description here but uh anything yeah else? you got to go subscribe to the channels um Follow on Twitter for some epic shit posting lately <laughs> you're, well, that, you're into such things I, yeah, and yeah. you have a Patreon page as well. In small doses, because it's uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess I, I don't think I'm going to get any people. I mean, I don't think before someone subscribes, they're going to just give to me on Patreon. But if sure. you're so inclined to um, yeah. give blindly on Patreon to someone you've never heard of, um, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, look me up yeah. on Patreon. Yeah, Same name is everywhere. Yeah, they're all linked in the websites. They're all linked on the videos and so on. Yeah. Is, is that, have you been doing anything uh, on YouTube recently? Uh, sure, but um, because of the fact that I was pretty busy with the baby, I didn't really put in too much work, to be fair. Yeah. It just takes ages until you get anything done, to be fair. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So, uh, thank you for being on, and, uh, well, I hope uh, things uh, go well for you in the future. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. See ya. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Legion of Reason Diversion, coming to you from Alberta, Canada. Theme music was provided by Dean Morrison and used with permission. All other music and sounds is under license from audioblocks.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not leave us a review on iTunes? You can also like the Legion of Reason Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. 